This call okay. is being recorded. What's good, bitches? This is Ayodele Fuega at BossyBruja.com. You can find me on Instagram at BossyBruja, Bossy Coven, and Bossy Bruja Coaching. Tonight, I have my old friend Xavier with us to drop some astrological jewels on the coven. You can find him on Instagram at the night sky seer. I will attach his page to this recording. Um, so hello, hello. we met like six years ago. Yeah. That, that's crazy. Yeah, that's it was, it was a, a moment. <laughs> I do remember the exact moment I met you. Yeah, I do. Which is rare because I, I don't remember how I met anybody. <laughs> I'm very much the same way. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember bitches, but I remember you. I was crying my eyes out. My Aquarius boyfriend, <laughs> my Aquarius boyfriend had just abandoned me in Las Vegas. <laughs> we've been together for like, <laughs> we've been together for like less than a year. He relocated me just because I wanted to. Like, he brought me a Mercedes. He relocated relocated me to San Diego, and we couldn't afford it. So then we moved to Vegas. And then one day, he just disappeared. I mean, he completely disappeared. I remember walk. I could feel something was off. But I remember walking back into the apartment, and he did not l- listen. He did not leave a fuck a razor he didn't leave shit he even Ugh. vacuumed the floor it was like he was never there he vacuumed the he took, floor he vacuumed the floor he took everything <laughs> and i lost my fucking mind so i went i cast a little spell was able to pass security go into the airport find this motherfucker okay and steal his ipad <laughs> and then <laughs> Tree made me get my ass in the car, and we came to the the community house. So that's you know the big house that right, every fucking body has lived in. Right, <laughs> everybody's lived in there at one point. Right. Um, we I think we all have different names for it depending on our experiences right. with the house, but that's <laughs> that's a different step. <laughs> so I was sitting on the sofa crying my fucking eyes out. And you walked in, and you immediately were just like, you know, you came to <laughs> hug me and embrace me. And I don't think I'm like a real big huggy feely, huggy feely person, but that was exactly what the fuck I needed. And that's how I know you are a Libra rising for sure. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we met and we're still fucking cool as shit to this day thank yeah. god I haven't Man, brought too many of them Vegas bitches with me it was it was I appreciated it like you know cause like the vulnerability creates intimacy and that's how people get close <laughs> you so you caught me right a, you there. caught me in a moment <laughs> <laughs> doors were open <laughs> yeah they were they definitely were open. And that's what I needed. Like you you as my Virgo son friend to come and embrace me and just let me know. I think you kind of coached me through it. Like you're like, it's just an experience. It's okay. Like what, you know, you, you, what have you mm-hmm. created? Like that kind of thing. Like 
somebody from a very uh, highly spiritual perspective to enter the room at this exact moment, what could be more perfect? And then we had a call for it. Okay, listen, everything I needed, everything I needed (laughs) came in that moment. I think I met, I met Anna the first night, that first night too. So Anna is like our, our like weirder than weird white homegirl <laughs> Pisces with dreadlocks who is now converted into Christianity but she's still super weird. Um she used to like hang herself like hang on hooks and shit. Like she's super far out there. But she's a Pisces and she came and she rubs my feet, which I feel like that's very Piscean. That's so sweet. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Talk to us about astrology. I, you know, I want to talk about language and magic. I want to talk about Saturn. Um, I want to talk about how you became obsessed with astrology. Right. Like, that's where did that start? <laughs> You're definitely obsessed. Like, you are yeah, at a genius you know, level. <laughs> a lifestyle. <laughs> Period. Okay, so where do we want to start? Um... Well, I guess we can start with where I, I started with astrology. It's like I guess the the Virgo in me is a is a natural critic and likes to break things down. And my cousin was dating somebody, and she was very into astrology. And so, like, I was encountering a lot of like her excitement for something that was not familiar to me. This is back when I was like sixteen years old, <laughs> and um, I. I kind of got this thing where I was just like, you know, I can't, I, I'm not so damn sure that makes sense. And so I'm going to figure out how it's wrong. <laughs> and on the journey <laughs> to figure out why astrology didn't make sense, I was like, oh, this this actually is the sense. This is the sense. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it started off with me kind of just knowing sun sign astrology, which is like typically what most people know. So when people say like, oh, I'm a Cancer or I'm a Capricorn or I'm a Virgo or I'm a Sagittarius, they're talking about their sun signs. It's one of many like, you know, signs that they have because we all have many planets. Like, you know, we have Venus, we have a Mars, we have a Moon. I digress. It's like, but initially I was just very much into the sun signs because that's all I knew. And when I first heard about a moon sign, I was like, what is this rubbish? <laughs> I was very much just kind of like, oh, the girls are making things up. I know true astrology and that, what is a moon sign? And so I ignored it. <laughs> and then it came back up what? like after, yeah, <laughs> I was very young. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> and this this happened to be like this was like kind of like my progression through astrology through the years like that that is kind of how I did it a few times and now I, I kind of I'm more open but it's like when I was younger it's like definitely it was like oh there's the sun and that's astrology and then when I heard about the moon sign I you know was like oh it, no I don't believe in that what is that that those are lies <laughs> and then eventually it came up again and it came up again so I looked into it and I was just kind of like oh Oh, okay. <laughs> I get what right. this is. Now I understand. And then I understood that there were different planets. So then after that, then I learned about the houses. And then I was, I was like, oh, well, the houses, I, I don't know that those are important. Those are terribly important. I went a couple of years ignoring housing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just like, you know, just been, oh, yeah. Like, I just like, because I was looking at it on Cafe Astrology, like, you know, where a lot of people probably look at it. And you see the little um, the little square charts that they show you, 
like with the list of like numbers and it on one side it'll be your planets and your your signs on the other side it'll be the housing the the side on the the right the housing that didn't make sense to me immediately i just didn't get it it's like it wasn't until i actually started studying the the circular chart which is like you know the chart for western astrology <laughs> <laughs> like you know that's the real deal it's like but it wasn't until I started looking at that till I started understanding, excuse me, that I started understanding housing. And it was kind of just kind of like, oh, okay, so houses are like slices of life. It's like each house rules a part of your life. And what planet goes in the house is where you'll find the energy of that planet in your life. And so it's kind of, it, it all began to make sense. <clears throat> and I like so, how yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of it's all math. Not kind of, it's just it's definitely like math. Like when you look at astrology, it's like the way that I like to view it is like first you look at the planets. The planets are all like people. <laughs> like you know, you can look at them like people who are doing jobs in your life, if you will. <laughs> so it's like you know, Venus is going to control your relationships, is going to control your finances, is going to control your values. And the way, and also like, you know, what's convenient for you. Like, you know, so Venus will also give you options. If Venus falls in one house versus another house, it's like, that's where you'll find your convenience. Sun is like, you know, your creativity, it's your joy, it's your happiness. And so where sun is deposited in a house, it's like, that's where you'll find, like, you know, essentially where the story of your life is being told, because that's what, that's where all of the light is. And so Mercury is always close to Sun, but essentially they all have a job that they're doing and they do their job. Like, you know, Sun's always going to be creation and joy, but how Sun does creation and joy is very much based on the zodiac sign that it's in. So it's like, we all have a Sun sign, but all of our Sun signs are accessing joy, creativity in different ways, in different zodiac signs and different houses. <laughs> and then beyond that, there's aspects. The planets have relationships with one another, depending on the time that you were born. So it's like you could be born at a time where Sun and Mars are like, you know, really getting along, or you could be born at a time where Sun and Mars are competing. And so those will create different energies in your chart. It's kind of like cooking with different ingredients. Mm, excuse me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, okay, I like how you break it down because I feel like you bring such a simplicity to it, a very elegant simplicity. I like this. I like no, this I lot. try. <laughs> yeah. No, you do. You're great at it. I know that you're, you're obsessed about it. You're always thinking about it. What are you thinking your astrology makes you? So you said that because you're a Virgo, you want to break things down. You originally mm -hmm. approached it like, I'm, I'm going to disprove this. But right. then you're like, this makes all the sense. How do you all think people sense. should approach astrology? Do you think they should start with the sun and then the moon and then the other planets and then the houses like you did? <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like I, I feel like the, the, a good place to start, it's really, yeah, it's definitely sun because you already know what it is. <laughs> like a lot of people already have an attachment to their sun sign. And so sun is a great place to start because, again, sun is your story, sun is your joy, sun is your creativity. And so, like, if you don't access the sun, it's like happiness, probably not so much. 
Like if you're struggling with happiness, it's because the solar energy is struggling. And so <clears throat> I definitely start with sun as it's the center of the story, but then moon and rising are also so important because moon represents your mind. It represents your mood. It represents how you feel. Also your cycles, it's your brain. It's like, you know, that thing that's made up of mostly water is very mysterious and no one else can see it. That's the moon, that's your brain. And so while your sun may be in one sign, like, you know, your soul, your creativity, your story, you came here to do this. Like, you know, this is how you'll take your place as king. If you want to say, you put it like that, that's your sun sign. Your mind is constantly responding to that story that your son is making. So say for you, for example, sad son, Leo moon, correct? Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I always, I always flip them like your Scorpio and your Leo rise. And yeah. But, um, so your sun sign story is like to expand, to teach, to have new experiences and to share those experiences as like, you know, a philosopher or a professor or a preacher of some sort. Your moon sign and Leo is your mind. Like, you know, it responds to that story one well because they're both in fire signs. But your mind wants to be like, allowed to express. Like Leo is about expression. And so when you get moon and Leo, you get a mind that's constantly wanting to tell the story like that they're experiencing. It's like, okay, I saw this and now I'm going to share it. I'm going to make it a part of the story. It's like, I'm going to let people know the narrative. <laughs> and Leo Moon really like whenever anything is in Leo, the planet gets centered. So it's like you center your mind. It's like you find it important, so you share it. And yeah. so your sun and your moon agree. Some people don't necessarily have the same agreement between their sun and their moon. And so it's like, for example, me, my sun is in Virgo. So my creativity, my story, my happiness, like will come from creativity will come from from organization will come from simplifying being critical serving hygiene maintenance virgo thing it's like but my mind is an it, it's aries so it's not necessarily always on those like you know very virgo things it actually is moving in a way that that destroys <laughs> the virgo things and it has this order <laughs> But it's like that's that is a relationship between my sun and moon is that my sun is constantly trying to tell the story of order while my moon is just kind of like completely dissociated from order. <laughs> it's oh. just kind of like Aries, Aries is not orderly. That's not that's not what they're here for. <laughs> they're here to be like me, me first. I win. I challenge you to a battle. <laughs> 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 I love Aries. Aries Especially is great. Aries and so yeah. wherever you have Aries, like wherever you, wherever a planet like lands in Aries, that planet's energy kind of becomes competitive and it wants to be the best version of that planet. So it's like where you have Aries sun, you have someone who wants to be like very, very creative, very expressive. The, like, you know, if some sort of art, some sort of expression, depending on where the house is like deposited. It's like Aries wants to win and be first. It's like they want to shine the brightest. They want to be the brightest sun. It's like if you have like Aries moon, it's like you get the moon 
but you get the moon acting like Aries. So it's like, you know, someone who wants to be the best nurturer. <laughs> like someone who will aggressively, like, you know, heal you. Like someone who will make like, <laughs> it's like, you know, oh no, you have to fight for yours. <laughs> like you can't, you can't just, you can't just sit in that. You have to get up. Aries will coach you through. Aries moon will like want to like coach you through your emotions <laughs> aggressively. You know, that works for some people and it doesn't for others, you know, here and there. But then your rising sign is your physical body. Mm, so it's okay. like sun is your soul. Sun is like, you know, well, I'm going to have a human experience. So it shows a body. And that was based on the time that you were born. That's your rising sign. And so your soul goes into that body. It's almost like taking out a car. It's like the sun sign picks out a car. Your sun picks out a car and it was your rising sign. So if we're going to use mine, it's like my Virgo son decided it wanted to drive a Libra car. So I'm Libra rising. And that will set up the map of my entire life because your rising sign is your first house. And so your first house sets up your second house, which sets up your third, your fourth, your fifth, your sixth. So it's like your rising sign is not only your body, but it determines the map of your life and where your other planets will fall in that map of life within the houses. So rising sign, you know, the Egyptians considered the rising sign most important. They considered it more important than the sun. Really? Mm -hmm. Because that's what you show up as immediately in the room. Like, you know, you'll see people all the time who will be like, you know, I'm a Gemini, but I read about Gemini and I don't, you know, people don't see me like that. And it's your rising sign. People see you for your rising sign before they see you for your sign. It's like, because it's your body, it's your ego, it's your shell. So you, for example, show up as Scorpio first. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, feel that. so your scorpion energy jumps out and it doesn't take anything from you. Like, you know, it just is there. You, you, it's your body. You can't help it. It's your make, it's your model. <laughs> and so that'll often be the thing that people will see on you. And so um, of, of, of those three things, of your mind, which is the moon, your soul, which is the sun, and your body, which is the rising sign, like, I feel like it's important to really look at all three. So earlier you said that your um your son could be in struggle. What could cause it to mm -hmm. be in struggle? Is it like if you have a moon energy that is opposed to it or like your your um Aries acts completely mm -hmm. differently than your Virgo? Is that mm -hmm. how it could cause the sun to struggle? Well, see, it's the sun or the moon could. It depends on, so the sun, any planet can start to get, like, sort of frustrated. <laughs> and the energy can become sort of stiff or stagnant depending on a few things. So it's like planets have signs that they like to be in, which makes their job oh. easy. And they have signs that make their job a little difficult. And then there are house placements that can make planets agitated. Like, so, you know, for example, sun is not crazy about being in the 12th house. It'll function there, and there are benefits to having it there because everything is, like, you know, equal in value. 
but for what the sun wants to do, it's made more difficult being placed in the 12th house or in the sign of Aquarius. That's the sun's detriment because the sun's home is Leo. The sun gets to do exactly what it wants to do. No questions asked when it's in the sign of Leo and it's vacation home. It's next favorite place to be is Aries. It's like it's two, the two places it struggles are Aquarius and Libra because sun is the king. Right. And, and Libra those are is the, the opposite of those signs. Right. Right. Exactly. So exactly. wait, what's the problem with Aquarius? First of all, let me explain something to you about Aquarius. <laughs> so the boyfriend, <laughs> the boyfriend we were talking about earlier is an Aquarius. I've, I was married to an Aquarius. Um, they they were great people, but there was always like some huge glaring alarm for why we cannot be together. One was a con artist. The other one was just completely sporadic. Like nothing made sense. Nothing was organized. Nothing was progressive. (laughs) I have a really hard time with Aquarius. I have a really, really hard time with Aquarius. I want to like them. When I look at them, the men are a little bit harder, the women are easier. But when I'm looking at an Aquarius, you know, from very, very far away, I see things about them that are like, cool. But <laughs> very, very far away. Tell me more about <laughs> tell me more about this fucking Aquarius come because I sometimes I feel bad um, I've said on multiple lives, I don't like Aquarius. Like, I just, you know, I don't like them. You, but I feel bad that I'm, they're, like, not one of my favorites at all. They're probably, like, my least favorite. Well, a part of that is is that Aquarius, like, so every every sign has a relationship to another sign based on an angle, like a very literal degree. There are 360 degrees in the circle. When a sign is 90, degree, 90 degrees away from another sign, it it makes them very emotional. So Aquarius is 90 degrees from from your Scorpio rising. So mm-hmm. that creates what's called a square and that square like it it it's triggering. Essentially that square is to trigger people. It's like it it shows you where you don't have peace. Mm-hmm. So when Aquarian energies show up in your life, they show up in a space in your chart that's meant to promote peace, but you don't get peace. You, the only way to maintain peace is to see where there isn't any. So Aquarian energies a lot of the time will come into your life and it'll feel like they are disrupting your peace when in fact they're an energy that's brought to show you where there hasn't been peace. It's like they represent mm-hmm. something else. They may be annoying as a person. <laughs> it's like the, <laughs> the cycle of energy is something that you have a relationship to and something that you value because it's something that you, one of the things that you draw, you pick it out. It's like Venus gives us choices. It's like we have so many choices. It's like, but the moon chooses what's comfortable. And sometimes we're comfortable with a certain level of bullshit. It's like, or shit that we don't like. And so it's like you with Aquarians. It's like Aquarius essentially represents like the future (laughs) and doing things differently. And Scorpio rising is very like invested in making things a particular way and then being allowed to keep them that way. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And so it may feel like often when Aquarians show up, they start offsetting things that you you meant to last. Right. Like you're like, I, I set that. this up 
and had you not come, <laughs> like, uh-huh. it probably would have stood. <laughs> but, you know, typically, like, you know, as energy goes and, it, you know, I, I believe that all things happen as they're supposed to. So things that fall over, like, you know, we weren't necessarily supposed to keep and we're allowed to be pissed about it, but we're also allowed to take away what we want from it. It's like we only waste our time when we've claimed that we wasted our time. And that was a spell that we cast, and so it's true until we undo it. It's like there's something for us everywhere. I learned a lot from them. I'm particularly from their resourcefulness and their high, like, high levels of adaptability. That, to me, is very – they're so innovative. I feel like they're so innovative. I feel like they can talk themselves in or out of any room <laughs> or any situation. <laughs> Maybe it's just because my ex was a con artist. Um, but, yeah, no, it does kind of, I think it does challenge me to to think quicker, and <laughs> move quicker, to respond. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I would just rather they stay out my face. But, anyway. Moving on. No, that makes perfect sense. Sometimes that's just the way that it is. We all have something like in a, that spot in our chart. Like everybody has that relationship to some specific sign. Like Libra mm-hmm. has that relationship to Capricorn. That says mm. different energies deal differently with that kind of relationship. So it's like I fucking love them. <laughs> who? Capricorn. Capricorn. I yeah, don't think they great. love me as much, but I really, really like them. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I, I love yeah. their work ethic. And I remember, okay, so today I started my conversation off with you as, is it weird that I want my Saturn return to last? Do you want to tell right. people a little bit about what Saturn return is? For me, it's been amazing. I, I got nothing but warnings about it. Um, all of my friends who are a little bit older than me told me, don't get married, don't have a baby, um, and to just, you know, try and get my life as orderly <laughs> as possible, you mm-hmm. know, pay the taxes and all of those things. Um, but they, like, they warned me about this. They told me it would be extremely difficult. I did deal with displacements and homelessness for the better part of a year. But overall, for, like, business and money, it's been fucking amazing. I'm like, I could just, I'm cool with staying in my Saturn return. I feel you. Yeah, Saturn's return is like, you know, so essentially first, a return in general is when a planet comes back to a place where it was when you were born. So, for example, every year on your birthday, you have a solar return. It's like, and usually around that same time, Mercury will return in your chart, Venus will return in your chart. The thing about Saturn's return is Saturn moves so slow that it takes 27 to 30 years to come back around to when you were born. So it's like, it's like your Saturnian birthday on your Saturn return. And it's like, so you'll have one around the age of 30, you'll have another around the age of 60. And, you know, if you want to live that long, then you'll have one when you're 90. (laughs) But, um... Saturn, whenever a planet returns, the energy of that planet sort of doubles, not sort of, it doubles. It doubles in your life because you have the existing natal planet in your chart, the energy that you carry all the time, and then outside, the transit planet has come back. So it's like you get a double dose of a specific energy. So when Saturn returns, 
you get like a double dose of like realness and seriousness and what's the word I'm looking for? Accountability. It's like Saturn's about your reputation. It's about your history, your legacy, what you would like to achieve. And, you know, essentially how you'll achieve it. And, and so all of like that this, sounds I, so delicious. You know, for people who like to do the work. <laughs> for people oh. who haven't got that. It's like, that's the difference. It's like, and essentially it's like what I've realized looking at astrology and also just kind of thinking like about about these things sort of critically is that like, if we look at the word work, it's like, I'm pretty sure that just the, the definition is energy and motion. And so if that is the truth, it's like, then while we live and while we breathe, we will be working. And Period. we would best decide what kind of work we might like to do. Because the work's being done. It's like, whether we right. choose to do it or not, work is being done. And the All fact the is, your practice, this is what I was talking about earlier on, on Twitter, and I guess also on Instagram, is like, there's something you're practicing. That work that we're doing when we're just breathing and waking up, there's something that we're practicing. When I say practice, I mean something that you're doing over and over and over and over again. There's something that you Ooh. do every day. And some people do it on purpose. But there are things Ooh. that we don't do Ooh. on purpose. There Preach. are things that we practice daily <laughs> without purpose. And those things become our reputation. Mm. It's like in astrology, like everything is created 120 degrees away from where it sits. So it's like if you're looking at Virgo, for example, which would rule practice and repetition and perfecting a thing until it's professional. It's like 120 degrees away from Virgo is Capricorn. And Capricorn rules reputation. It represents your responsibility or your obligation to the public, which comes from Virgo, your service, your practice. So it's like if your reputation is this, it's because people have seen you through the history do that over and over and over and over again. It's like it may not be all of who you are, but that's what the people have seen you doing. And so that's your reputation. It's like we have the option of practicing in a way that would leave us remembered the way we, like, we might like to be remembered. That's a choice. It's like, so it's like, you know, we could just take a second to think about it. It's like, you know, oh, what do people know me for? I know people know me for astrology. Why? Because every time people see me, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Oh, what you doing? Thinking, talking about the stars. Oh, the moon is in this sign. <laughs> right. Because that's what I spend a lot of my time doing. It's like, so if you ask yourself, what do people know me for? Like, you know, and people know. And a lot of people will play this like they don't. <laughs> like, but I don't believe that. I don't believe that people don't have an idea of what people think of them. And so it's like, you know, if we just get a good sound look in our minds and a good understanding of what we feel our world views about us, then we can ask ourselves why. And if we like it, we can get critical about it. It's like, cause at that point, then we can make a decision to change. It's like, but otherwise, like, you know, you might just be going down as that person you don't like to see or look at, or you want to pretend people don't notice or something. What do, but yeah, what so, do people uh, know me for? <laughs> well, well, for me, it's like, I feel like I know you for your, your fiery mouth and your productivity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like because, busy. yeah. 
like as an energy, and it's very Sagittarian. Like, like you're always going. Like that's something I've that's that's something that I I note about you. Like watching you through the years <laughs> is that you're always coming and going. Like I remember before any gathering, it's like we would gather at the hippie den, and somebody be late, and you'd be like, I'll be back. <laughs> I ha- I'm gonna go handle this while we wait for them to do that. I was just like, oh my god! <laughs> but I admire it. Well, you have things to do. I do, and I don't like to just say it. To me, okay. So, okay, two things I want to address. First is this practice, the thing that you do all the time or the things that you do every day. Some people do it on purpose. I was thinking today about my, ten, my like, controlling nature. There is this part of me that's very judgmental. It's very controlling. It wants things to be done a certain way. You bitches it's are, like, you need to get in line. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I feel like this all the time. Like, I go off on people, and then I'm like, why did I do that? And it's almost like I'm a, I can't stop myself, but I really want to think less about what the fuck other people are doing. Because I think sometimes it's almost, it's like bordering on bullying. And I don't <laughs> want to be, <laughs> and I don't want to be a bully. I'm really, I really want to get to the point where it's like, do what you will child. <laughs> you, know? you know what? I blamed it on just your Scorpio. It's the mix of the Scorpio and the Leo moon. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah, because Leo is Leo's the sun, naturally. The constellation of Leo is ruled by the sun. So it's like it wants to be able to act a little bit like the sun, but your Leo is a moon. It's not a sun. <laughs> So you catch your moon sign getting real solar. Like, Mm. so like, you know, where the energy for you might be to like, you know, nurture, you might want to direct. (laughs) All the time. Like, 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 I'm not going to rub your face to make it better. I'm going to tell you to get better. (laughs) Yeah. Get your ass up. Wash your face. Like, yes. All the time, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that that makes people feel very welcome. And I'm like, I, you, I almost I'm want to be that. less feisty. Yeah. Some people are really I cool. I feel you. I want to be sweeter and softer and kinder. I'm like, I need some Cancerian energy or well, Leo also kindness. Like, you can get there with Leo because Leo has the heart of gold. Like, I guess ultimately so? with Leo. Yes, Leo. That Leo is the sun, and people and people don't know this. It's like Leo is the heart of gold. <laughs> like that's what that is. It's like healthy Leo. Healthy Leo is you telling your story, you expressing, you sitting in the throne of your life, being in control of your world, taking control of your things and the shit that's going on around you. What? Because the world does revolve around you. It's like people say it all the time. The lesson that Leo teaches, and they be mad. And people are mad because they don't know how to center themselves. It's like, but they're mad at Leo because Leo doesn't have to learn how to center themselves. They make themselves the center of their story. Of their story. It's like, and that makes people who have not figured out that they're supposed to do that upset. It's like, well, how dare they make themselves important in their own life? <laughs> but, 
Like, I spend all my time making bitches who don't care about me happy. Why don't they do that? It's like, that's why people are mad at Leo. Because I Leo really makes like their Leo. story about them. Huh? I really like Leo. I like right. Leo. And, like, you know, an unhealthy Leo tends to lie. <laughs> that's annoying. Right. It's I like, was also married to a Leo. <laughs> they definitely will lie. They do. They do the technical truth. <laughs> they want the story. They want the story to be right. <laughs> but yeah. So like you know, tuning into like you know that your Sarabi energy. <laughs> Who's Sarabi? I don't know that. Oh my god. Oh, Sarabi, like from Lion King. Yes, okay. She swam back to us. Sorry. <laughs> my bad. I have not seen the new Lion King because my best no, friend I haven't was hating on it. I haven't seen Lion King in years. My sister, listen, if my sister Maya listens to this, she's going to cuss me out because she knows everything about every movie and I just forget stuff. But yes, okay. Okay. So, Robbie, was that Mustafa's? Mufasa, oh Jesus, Mufasa's <laughs> wife. <laughs> yes, it was. You can't me out. I gotta make sure she don't find out about this podcast. Um, okay, so Mufasa's wife, Sarabi. Okay, got it. Yeah, she's Simba's very mama. elegant. Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. Yes, toys. Like you yes. know, she like because essentially it's like where I feel like where it comes from. And Scorpio and Virgo both would benefit to understand this. You know, really a few other signs would too, but these two very specifically <laughs> is that everything is in order. And disorder is perception. It's like that's something that you're choosing to find. It's like you're choosing to see something wrong with what's going on here. It's like this great, this, this great fabric, this, this shit that we call life, it's not fucked up. It's not. We just don't like everything that happens here, and that's all right. It's like, but figuring out where things are working as opposed to trying to figure out your perceived idea of how they aren't is more important. And it, it will calm, it calms you down. It's like, because then you start to see people do shit and it's just kind of like, oh, okay. They got to do that. I would love to This is what they got to do. It's like. Because that's how I've always felt, like, just personally. <laughs> I feel like well, apparently you was born, right, you were born in, like, because the Virgo, <laughs> I feel, would be like, you need to fix yourself. Like, yeah, not right, because Virgo is judgmental. <laughs> it's like the Libra in me, like, you know, and there's judgment. Like, I have I have my own judgments, but it's like I've realized a lot of the time, it's like, you know, I, I see, not just me, but it's like, I definitely see in the world what I identify with first and then decide whether or not I like that part of me or don't like that part of me. It's like, but that's what we as people do. It's like, there's a shit ton of things for us to look at. It's like, if we looked at a, if we looked at a wall and there were like a hundred pictures on it, the pictures that I saw first would very likely be different than the pictures that you saw first because we'd Mm. identify with different pictures on the wall. Despite how we felt about the pictures we saw first, because it's like I could see the first picture and the first picture that I see could be beautiful or it could be hideous. That says something about me. It's like the thing that I identified with first, the thing that I picked out and decided to criticize or to love. That's about me. That's projection. 
And so it's like, if I'm looking at a person and I'm seeing them do something and I can't have the same grace that I ultimately would like for myself, which is that like, you know, I guess you had to do that dumb shit to learn some of the stuff that you know today. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) it's like, then I can let other people pay their, pay their price for their lessons. And it will bring me peace not to get and watch them do that. It's like, and it also yeah. creates a space around me where people feel safe to come tell me they did the dumb shit they did so they can get past it. It's like, because a lot of the yeah. time we'll do dumb shit or, you know, what I'm calling dumb shit is like, you know, things that are not directly in alignment with what we might like to be doing ultimately. It's like the things that don't make us feel the way that we want to feel. It's like when we do those things, it's like we, we are doing them to learn that we have other options. It's like, I want people to, I want, I want people to feel safe knowing that they're going to make that mistake. They're going to make those kinds of mistakes their entire life. And there, and I also know that people are going to need somewhere to go to get their, like, you know, to, to get their boo-boos kissed and to figure out how not to get their boo-boos again. <laughs> and yeah. it's easy for me to be that place. And it just makes my job easier if, I don't like, you know, make them feel hurt about the the thing that they did when they come to, to, to let me know eventually, oh, like, you know that. So I did something because <laughs> that's how it works out. I feel like a mother. <laughs> I and I feel like that's what like my that. mom was with me. It's like, I feel mm. like when I fucked up, like, you know, it was, I was terrified <laughs> because I felt like I should be. Like, we're kind of taught that, like, we're taught that if we do something that we think is, quote, wrong or out of alignment with what we want, that, okay, now we're supposed to go through a a bunch of shame and we're supposed to expect punishment outside of the feeling that we got from doing this thing. It's like, and that's, that's, I feel like, unnecessary. It's like shame is not something that we need. It's like the second you sense some shame, it's like best to go talk to a good friend, your counselor, somebody, me, and get it out of your body because it's like it will it will it will transform everything that you do if you hold on to it it will affect everything that you do if there's something that you don't want people to know everything that you do will be informed by you wanting to hide that secret and then that becomes your story it becomes centered around shame and a secret and and people don't have to know what the shame or the secret is because you now have shame secretive energy you have shameful energy and people will notice that. They don't have to know what you're ashamed of. It's like, because we all know that shame energy. So it'll be like, oh, such and such is hiding something. And it really doesn't matter what it is. It's because you're carrying around something that you don't like and that you've not forgiven yourself for. Unnecessary. So it's like, yeah, I remember I've, I've carried lots of unnecessary shame. And it's like, at this point in my life, I've finally been like, you know, okay, no shame. I don't have to, I don't have to keep being ashamed of things. It's like, I can go talk to somebody or I can write this shit down. It's like, that's usually what I do. So I usually write that shit out and be like, hmm, how do I source this to my astrology and the transits that are present? And how do I make this useful? Because bringing it back to Saturn, Saturn's about resources and reality and what's present. And that's also why it rules boundaries because you can't touch everything at once. So it's like, you have a certain amount of things available to you at a time and that's what you're allowed to work with. I hope to become like that motherly and to be, I was thinking that today when I was walking, I was thinking I would like to be a soft 
place for people. Those were my, like, that was my thought exactly. <laughs> I want to be a Leo soft Moon. place. Leo Moon can give you that. It can definitely give you that because Leo Moon can give you a bit, and you have it, like, you know, a warm, playful, childlike, loving energy. It's like, because Leo also rules children. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the creativity mm-hmm. that comes from people who center themselves. It's like kids don't make their lives about other people. Not until, like, they're traumatized. Not until <laughs> some adult. I mean, like, that's how that works out. <laughs> not until they've been traumatized into not thinking about themselves. They're, like, punished. Like, again, trauma. Like, right. you know, or called selfish start, a million times. Exactly. It's like until you induce some trauma on a child, they center themselves. They think about them. They ain't worried about you. <laughs> and that's what people are supposed to do. It's like because yeah. when people center themselves and they tell their story authentically, they tell typically a more positive story, and usually they're more productive. It's like if you get people doing what they want to be doing, the, the quality of the thing that they do just would be so much better. But we teach people, you know, that they're obligated to a lot of things that they aren't in actuality obligated for. And that's why we have a lot of people walking around saying things like should, or I should be doing this, or I have to be doing that. Or when people don't want to do things, they say they can't, which is another lie. It's like, (laughs) no, you could, you don't want to. But we've been raised to think that lying is polite. So typically (laughs) people lie. To, to not engage or to, to save face. And, you know, that creates a culture. <laughs> it, it creates an energy where no one ever really knows if someone's telling the truth, where people feel like they can't trust. It's like, and so I've, I've personally thrown some words out. I won't say can't, unless it's actually true, because by human contract, our soul chose to be a person, and they are literally something that we won't be doing as a person this lifetime. You know, not and continuing to live. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, like words like need. I don't say need unless I actually need it. There are very few things that we actually need as human people. Like we need food. We need water. We need sleep. Typically, yeah, we need shelter. I'll say that. It's like, and for some of us, we need medication. That's it. Everything else we want. Oh, also connection. Connection is a need, but not the specific kind of I need Rodney's connection, but like, you know, connection with people. Is important. A lot of people in the back. <laughs> right? You do not need him. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, it's like, right, but we do need human connection. It's like apparently, like, you know, they've done studies where like babies and human children and things like that will die if they're left alone. And if they're left without giving, like, you know, without any care, like, they'll rock. Like, even if they're in a room full of other children and shit like that, they've never been shown any love or touch, they'll rock. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a mental thing what? and it creates comfort. They will rock. They will hold themselves and rock mm-hmm. back and forth to create some sort of, like, bond or attachment or, like, you know, feeling of connection. <clears throat> but, you know, people get fucked up without without connection. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, that's why solitary confinement is evil. But, um, <clears throat> you know, those are the things that we need. The food, the sleep, the shelter, the medication, the connection. It's like outside of that, the things that we're talking about a lot of the time, people will say, oh, I needed this from this person. No, you didn't. 
And you know how I know you didn't need that from this person because you're here today telling me about it. It's like the things that you need, you go without those things, you die. It's like you're here telling me that you needed something, but you're here. It's like, so you've had everything that you need. And the universe will teach us that. Like the universe will teach us that when we, when we cast and we're like, oh, I just, I need this. The universe was like, oh, that, there goes that need word. I think they don't know how this emergency button works. So mm-hmm. I'm going to hold that. And, you know, they can go on hitting the need button and keep living because they don't need it. And the second that, like, you know, a lot of times, it's like in stories and stuff, and I can't think of any, but it's like you'll see people go their whole lives in, like, books and in movies and shit like that, like, oh, I need this person, or I need this job, or I need this thing, and then they reach the end of their life or the end of the story, and here they are living and very possibly happy without that thing. Right. And so that was not a need. That was a lie. (laughs) That was a lie. That was a lie. It's like, cause it's like, it's like, it's, it's um, not almost, it's definitely, it's like, we feel, we don't feel confident about the things that we want and we don't feel like we're allowed right. to just want That's things. exactly what so, it is. So we upgrade them. We, uh, you know what, you know what, people won't take it in, they won't take it seriously if I say that I want it. So I'm going to tell these niggas I need it. And then they won't be able to question me about my crazy behavior when I call this person. Ten different times, knowing that they are not going to answer the phone. When I send them that very, very long and obnoxious text message <laughs> that I know I wouldn't want to read or receive. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, we have options. Yeah. We have options. And, and it does, we don't have to do that. Right. We could just say we desire what we desire. I think desire is exactly. beautiful. Desire is. is so sexy. And especially when you're... But that comes back to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My you like to work, so you think desire is sexy. You want. Right. Because I'm going to go get it. Period. <laughs> right. my mom, that's how she raised us. She's like, you can have anything you want if you're willing to work for it. That's That's one of the communications I received from, you know, my teenage years on, you can have anything you want if you're willing to work for it. So, mm-hmm. and of course, and I, I grew up too with Jesus, and Jesus is like, ask them what you want. So I right. never, I don't think I ever really had a problem with wanting, I've been accused of being materialistic, but I ain't give a shit. <laughs> if I want the Mercedes, I'm going to buy the Mercedes, and you can say what you want. But I, I, I think desire is sexy. I think that it's especially sexy when you when you have like this deep, like a, this abiding gratitude for what you have. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm not gonna die if that doesn't come yesterday. But right, I would re- very much love to experience that as well. In the meantime, I'm a, I'm gonna enjoy this Honda. You know exactly. I'm gonna make use of it and enjoy doing that. Like, yeah. And you're also Scorpio rising. Scorpio rules desire. Desire comes naturally to you. <laughs> I do. It it does. I, I mean, 
I, everything that I've, de- well, almost everything, because now I have new desires, but everything that I've desired over the last decade or so, I've been able to manifest for myself very easily during my Saturn return. Um, I don't know what the connection is, but I've, I mean, it's nice to, like, have those things fulfilled. The weird thing, though, about it is when it's actually happening, it's not, like, most of the excitement in the end mm-hmm. is, like, in the anticipation. Like sex. Most mm-hmm. of the desire and the anticipation <laughs> and the, oh, my God, I can't wait to drive it. Like, that happens before the day or even, like, a few months or, you know, some time before I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm fighting for this thing. Like, it's just, right. it's, it's not it's not as much excitement when you actually get to it. But I think that's where gratitude picks up. When the right. desire drops off and the gratitude starts. And it's like, wow, I did this thing. I like that. You know, it wasn't huh. that hard. So. Okay, so here's the last out. thing I want to talk to you about. What, what were you going to okay. say? I was just going to say, I feel like that, that transition, it's like when I was telling you things are created 120 degrees away, Scorpio is desire. 120 degrees away from Scorpio is Pisces. And you can look at Pisces as gratitude because that's where things end and that's where mm. shit's over and you don't have any control anymore. Like you either have the option to be miserable or grateful. <laughs> like, yeah. That the shit yeah. like has dissolved. But yeah. For so me, you were going to say? Like, I've, oh. I've actually, sorry, I've actually experienced like, okay, I got it. And now whether usually it was like a man, <laughs> but usually it's like if I wanted something and I got it and now I'm like, ugh. You know, it's <laughs> probably a boyfriend, but I—I that's real. You can choose to be miserable with this thing. Like now you have it. You see it all the time. Now you have mm-hmm. it and you won't stop fucking complaining about it. Capricorn. Right. And you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I've experienced that. But when you choose to be grateful, when you choose to be grateful, I feel like it's just better for everybody in the whole universe. Anyway, so here's the last thing I wanted to talk to you about. Death. I, okay. I am, I don't know if I'm obsessed, but I think every day I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm I'm closer, like I'm a day closer to my death. It's coming. Let me hurry up. Got to get some work done. Let me hurry up and get this. You know, I, there's so much I want to do. I want to write some books. Let me go add to this manuscript, you know. So, and like every day, there's like this urgency with me. Um, before that, before, and the, I'm going to tell you the event that really kind of clipped things over for me was the mm-hmm. passing of Nipsey Hussle on March 31st, okay. 2019. Before that, it was just like, death is super cool. Like, death is the road to awe. It is like taking off tight shoes, stepping out of your body. It's a transition. Like, for me, before that, it was like super excited for my death experience. Ain't going to rush it. But when I get there, it's going to be awesome. Um, right. And people, like, I, I have very close friends whose mothers have passed. I've never, I've always been super encouraging of them. Like, you can still talk to her. She's with you in every cell of your body, all in your DNA. You know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. when he died, it was like death 
change in my mind. I had already been thinking about it, I think, after my 30th birthday. Um, mm-hmm. It was like, okay, so you're going to be in your 30s, then your 40s, then your 50s, inshallah. <laughs> you're good. You know what I mean? Like, you're you're getting mm-hmm. older. Um, we are moving right, towards, yeah. you know, death. We got to get some work done. Maybe that's part of my set in return. But I think so. after he died, it was like, you could just be at your business doing a work, doing something for the community, Ugh. other black people. You, he was like, he stopped in real quick to the shop to go and get some work clothes for somebody who had an interview the next day, like an interview coming up. That's what he was mm. doing at his store when when the dude rolled up and shot him and killed him. This man has been doing all types of, you know, went from being a hustler to now trying to help um, kind of clean up some of the gang violence and doing these things for the children in the community, opening, opening up a workspace, having a clothing line. He's a recording artist, like all of these different things that he was doing and talking about to being taken out of the world. It's like all of that. For me, the biggest thing is like, now we don't get to see the the blossoming of this potential. Mm-hmm. He was doing the work. He was he was grinding. He was hustling. He was he was proud to do. He was happy to do the work. And he was progressing, and he was moving, and he was creating. And this motherfucker who's not doing anything. Who I'm sorry, but do you even need to be standing on the same sidewalk? It's not to like devalue <laughs> other people's lives, but like, why are you? Why do you even feel comfortable talking to me? Like, you know what I mean? Why are you mm. even? How did you even find yourself in conversation with this man? You know, and there's all these conspiracy theories. We're not getting into that. But for mm-hmm. me, after that happened, it was like I felt afraid for of death for the first time in my life and it doesn't feel good and I think that it has really inspired like I've been studying since I'm Wednesday and like trying to trying to become friends with death you know and reading all of these Mm -hmm. things about her my favorite thing about her so far is how non-judgmental she is like that's my favorite thing if I could ask for one thing it would be like please make me non-judgmental like you um and to be you know to have no fear of death anymore but that one that rocked me and it's really I don't like that it rocked me because I need mm-hmm. to con- I I choose all of my beliefs and I'm I'm perfectly fine with saying this every belief that I have I chose it for like to fulfill a psychological need someone asked me the other day do you pray to a male god like like the god of the the bible and uh-huh. i'm like when i'm when i'm praying those prayers like i'm just a girl who needs her daddy like what i do i will speak to mother god i will speak to father god i will speak to spirits i will speak to my spirit my higher self whatever's appropriate whatever whatever best meet this psychological need that I have in this moment. 
Mm-hmm. So one of my psychological needs is to be less less um less judgmental of people because I need to stop thinking so much of other people. I need to focus on my so, work. Wait, let me support you in this. We we just talked about it. Like the energy behind the need is that when we say need, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't you don't need to. And it's like one is language is obligatory that you don't necessarily need. Now, if you want to, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's its thing. It's like, but it's a pressure you're putting on yourself that is, it ultimately it's I feel like it spends more energy than necessary. Hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge pressure for me. I right. feel like I waste so much time thinking about other people. It drives me crazy. Right. And you want to change it. I'm, I do. I want to change it so badly. And I want to go I think back that, to not being afraid of death. I feel that. You know? Life was, I think with, things were just lighter when I was like, death will come when it comes. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, now it's like, oh my God, you know? What are you, what are you afraid of? Not being able to finish my work. I was going to say continue, actually. Um, I know I said I feel like that was it. I feel right. like that was because the thing is, the facts are coming back to the order. There's always an order. Like your work will be finished when you die, right. but but you won't be able to continue that same kind of work, and that that I get is the fear. Right. At some point, I'm gonna have like, to stop. You like living? <laughs> I'm I'm enjoying it more and more. I'm enjoying it more and more. I've, of course, I went through. Well, I don't. I don't know if I should say of course. Like, <laughs> I think I assume that. <laughs> I think I assume that like all humans go through that stage where it's like, fuck this shit, beat me up, Scotty. Like, I don't fucking want to be on right. this planet. <laughs> fuck these motherfuckers, take me out tonight. You know, I've had those feelings where it's like, I'm right. okay with moving on to like the next life, the next world. Um, I've seen what they're I'm not attached here to dull. Right. <laughs> I don't fuck <laughs> with these bitches. I please just, you know, carry me off, you know. Um, so I've had those, but now I'm like, no, I'm enjoying reading and writing and talking to new people and learning more about magic and kicking ass in business and traveling and making these new connections with amazing people like new friends. I don't want to die, you know? Yeah. You know? And also getting to the point where it's like some somebody, like, I'm going to have to live that. As, unless I die first, I'm going to have to deal with mm. the death of some people I know. Like, like That's I have four siblings. <laughs> I have parents. Like, you know what I mean? People are yeah. going to stay staying here forever. Like this is a temporary situation. My mom is, thank God, she's still here. My sisters are still here. I have one sister who's special needs. I I would lose my fucking mind. I would. I feel like I would lose my fucking mind. I can't even. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I would. I don't know how. I can't even say it. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. I would really like to go back to the time <laughs> in the place where it was like death is a part of life. Like it was almost like 
I don't know. It's like a playfulness with it. You know what I'm saying? I, w- yeah, I want I to believe like, that my Scorpio can help, but I don't. I don't know. I feel like it can. It's like because essentially there are trans. It's it, Scorpio rules death and transformation, and so it's like. Mm. I feel like getting back to the peace with death is really coming to terms with like, like you said, the fear, like what your fear is there. And then just making sure that you really do what you want to do while you're here and focus on that. It's like, as facts are, is like death is death. And like you said, non-discriminate. <laughs> like, right. And when it comes, it's just coming. And so we honor life by centering and focusing on life. Ultimately, I say it's just kind of like, you know, as best you can, like, you know, well, you know, get to know death and get more comfortable with it as you've been doing, but it's like enjoying the thing, like, you know, centering the thoughts that you don't want to lose, essentially, like, you know, the thing that you're afraid of, like, really just thinking about your work every time you start to like feel, oh, shit, what about that death? It's, It's coming. Get back to doing the shit that you love while you're here. <laughs> right. That's, that's the option. Or you could sit and wait for death to come until it comes. That's the other option. It's like, and we're allowed to do that, but is that, you know, is that what you want to do? <laughs> no. I want to go write something or read something or travel. I want to see the pyramids, you know? I do too. I want to see the fucking Amazon before this shit, you know. Right, before, like, you know, it's done burning. Yeah. I cannot believe I that. Why? See. I don't know why that's happening. The Amazon is burning, and I don't know why. Is that like are people burning it? I don't know. They apparently there were like eighty. I think I just I have a short clip on my page about it. It's like a um a huge increase in forty um in in forest fires in the Amazon in particular since last year. Like a huge increase. Um. I think there are some conspiracy theories about that as well. Um, one of them is that they're trying to actually cancel racially terrified. Let's not go into that. That's not what this podcast is about. Um, <laughs> but because <laughs> you, we can easily go there, right? Like we could do, we could talk about Dr. Sebi. Like we, we could do conspiracy theories, but we're not going to do that. Um, <laughs> there are theories. Um, I have no idea why. Uh, do you think that there's anything astrologically happening that might be able to shed some light on it? See, there's this woman, what is her name? I think she I think she goes by the People's Oracle. And she does Vedic astrology and she said something and like she tends to make predictions and she'll retweet herself, like to be like, Look, y'all, I was right back in twenty seventeen <laughs> and Ooh. she blows my mind. She's very like a oh, black woman. She's amazing. But she posted something about um there was a square i think it's between jupiter and something else that she was pointing out is about natural disasters and i don't remember what it was but i don't have anything that i've looked to or looked at that would suggest it i'm sure it's there right yeah she i'll send you her link or whatever yeah she's she's really really dope but yeah i i don't i i cannot say that I know. I mean, outside of the fact that we're, like, you know, moving deeper and deeper into the age of Aquarius and, um, oh. you know, here anyway, in, this, in our hemisphere, it's like Aquarius is in the middle of winter. And that's why it is the inventor and the amender and the thing that is supposed to take the old thing and then make it better. 
because there are no resources when Aquarius is born. So they have to like make do with very little. It's a part of the reason that they're governed by Saturn, same as Capricorn, born in the winter. And so, it's so resourceful. Mm hmm. No wonder. Right. They have to. They have to make things happen. So it's like moving into the age of Aquarius. It's like you know, it's been in my head for a while. Like you know, and and it's been in art. Like you know, the future of like us being like part cyborg and all of that, all of those different things. Feels very age of Aquarius. It's like for humans to continue to live on this earth because of what we're doing to it. Because we say things like, "Oh, we're killing the earth. The earth will live. We will die." Like that's how that's gonna work. Thank you. Right. Like, it's not about saving the earth. It's about saving. It's about saving us. Like saving yo, motherfucker. You know. Yes. And and the girls, the girls don't get it because they're like, well, I don't want (laughs) to save the earth. It's like, well, you should. You might want to save your own ass. Like you just might. It's like, but again, a lot of us won't be here. Or we, you know, we might. But I don't know. Right, but what about us? Ha- those of us having children, we care about our kids. We no, want them some, to be able to clearly live some of us world. do not. Right, some of us, some do, of us do not. <laughs> Plenty yeah. of us do not care. Because <laughs> yeah. lots of these yeah. pe- rich people with money have kids. It's unfortunate, but it's true, and that comes back to the, the some of the things that we as people like to cling to, like like we call things like you know inhumane. What does that even mean? Humans have been horrible since humans. Like right. we have been doing all manner of crazy and awful shit since we have been humaning. Like right. oh, that's that's inhumane. That's that's not like that's not a person. That's not like a person. That's just like a person. Like. Right. People do things like that. Like, people leave their children. That's another thing that people like to pretend. It's like, oh, parents just have to love their kids. No, they don't. (laughs) They do not. And they don't have to stay either. It's like, it would be nice. (laughs) (laughs) It would be nice. but Would be lovely. But it is not lost. Right. (laughs) And we we would do ourselves a justice to like stop playing this game of thinking that things should quote be any particular way. I would like, love it don't, that. Right. It don't it just sets you up to be disappointed, confused, and then maybe pretend that you ain't got no hand in this and that you shouldn't do anything because it should have went a different way. It's like, oh well I did everything I was supposed to do, so it's like, oh well are you getting what you wanted? Because if the answer is no, then you still got something to do. You didn't do the work. You might have did some work. <laughs> it's like, but you didn't you didn't pour in just the right ingredients because if you did, you'd have what you wanted. So it's time to get back out there <laughs> and do some things. Or be unhappy. Or don't. <laughs> like and and have that life. It's like but it's your prerogative. I love the idea of erasing that whole should mm-hmm. word and the thought process like you can go because I think there's a difference between this especially when I'm applying it to other people because I think that's the majority of my shoulds go on other people um, 
but you don't want to worry I, about them. So if you get rid of your shit right. for other people, you have less to say to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I think if it's, um, oh, my God. <laughs> my first one. <laughs> never mind. Let me I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> I should be hanging up. Um, I completely. <laughs> the ghetto. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you guys because you know the cousin is my they my best friends. Somebody just texted me. Let's go half on the baby. Anyways. So, oh, that's adorable. You said so, somebody. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, so I think that my life would be a little, like, my mind really would be clearer uh, without all of the shoulds, especially applying them to other people. Like, I think that there is a difference between this judgmental, y'all need to get your shit together. You should do this, you know. And mm-hmm. this is a contrast. This is not what I would like to choose for myself. Based on what I'm seeing right here, the things that I don't like, what am I choosing now? You know what I'm saying? I, like, I think that there's mm-hmm. a, a distinction somewhere in there um, that I would, you know, it would probably benefit me more to say more to the right words. Like, okay, I'm experiencing this right now. The, there are some tweaks that could be made here. Um, for mm-hmm. my own pleasure, my own enjoyment, for my own right. mental clarity, mental health. You know what I'm saying? What do I but all do? of that, yeah, what I want to do, what I want to do, who I want to expose myself to, who I want to spend time mm-hmm. with, who I admire, who I adore, how are we going to be more intimate, <laughs> you know, those types of things. <laughs> if mm-hmm. I can stay like in my lane in that way, I think that life would be a little bit. A little bit sweeter for me. I totally feel that. And then also on a Libra tip, because I don't know that you you don't have any Libra in your chart, do you? Um, I don't think so. Okay, yeah, no. I don't think so either. But yeah, so it's like, you know, like everything essentially is a projection is what Libra teaches. And that's why diplomacy is so important. And so ultimately, it's like we don't talk to other people outside of the way that we talk to ourselves. So when you catch yourself having your judgments on other people, that's a great opportunity to check out the way that you talk to you. Yeah. Like, because you're not, you don't give them anything different than what you give yourself. Mm. And so mm-hmm. if you don't like what you're giving them, then why would you be giving that to you? Right. And then that'll change every time you start to do it. It's like, oh, oh, okay. Is that how, is that how we're talking to us today? <laughs> We're right. a little spicy, girl. And then you can, like, you know, check yourself, and it'll be cute, and it'll be fun, and then you'll probably laugh about it. And then it stops being about those other people. That's just, yeah. like, now Now other people have just become an opportunity for you to check in on you. It's like, oh, I'm judging them. It's like, you know, about something specific, too, because it's like, it's, about, it's like the picture thing that I was telling you on the wall. You looked out into the world, and you identified with something, and then you wanted to correct it. It's like what you identify. Yeah. It's like that. That's about you. That's not about them. It's like so when you identify, turn the mirror around. It's like okay, I'm identifying work that needs to be done that's not being done. Where do I have that? Mm. And then it, again, you know, yeah. then they vanish, and it goes to being your work. Like, and then you're like, you know, oh, okay, I'm swimming. <laughs> this is about me. Yeah, I'm cool, and I I like that. 
how how does this apply to me? How does this how does this reflect my own self talk, my own mm-hmm. ideas, my own standards how is my for story? myself? Right. Yeah. Mostly it's in how other people are being treated. So I think that it's really, it's, that's actually very spot on and very um, relevant because mostly it's y'all need to stop treating these other witches. Like, you know, um, <laughs> it does, it does, it reflects like sometimes I feel like I'm being mistreated. Sometimes I am mistreating other witches. Um, I think that just other people, period. Uh, but particularly other. You women. better be accountable. You better give us the accountability. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's real. It's real. It's like the passing of the judgment and the withholding resources and secret secret hateration happening. Like, are you really? <laughs> this is why I fight myself. Like, people think, my um, mumbo told me the other day that I'm Gemini. I'm like, I am not. I I fight myself to be generous, mm-hmm. to not be stingy, to not withhold. It's like, it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. That's why I talk about it so much. I try, I'm working to practice. Like, that's, I'm working to practice generosity mm-hmm. it's like okay. not it's not the easiest thing for me you know um, <laughs> Scorpio rising. it's not right but there's a part of me that really wants to to be mm-hmm. warm and welcoming and loving and sisterly and like right like that desire is so strong it's like no let's give to people when every when everybody's winning people are less like they're they're less cranky they're you know happy people treat other people better i think they treat the earth better they treat themselves better their families and i think that there are less problems so to me it's like this is a gift to humanity so get over your little smallness your your ego get over that part of you that's like but if i give them all the keys they'll win and they'll be bigger than me and better than me it's like the bitch get over yourself, you know. So I, mm. but I, I have to fight myself still to to really be supportive and. But see, that's the thing though. Honoring with supportive language, you don't have to fight yourself. You choose to fight yourself because you want to be mm. a generous woman. Yeah. Right. I don't and have to. I definitely choose to. Because you could just put the sword down. <laughs> I could. Right. I could just not tell bitches shit. But I do. And that's honoring the the magic that you're making. It's like you're creating opportunity. And it's like, you know, you don't have to do that. You just don't. Right. So honor the choice that you make to be big. Yeah. And it's better. Mm-hmm. It feels better. Once we get, once I get past that, like, you know, like the little, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that little discomfort, that little ego thing. It's like, right. um, it actually feels really good. <laughs> it feels good to Does make sense. Yeah, because you're like, so it's like your your body, like your, your rising science planet is Mars. So it's like your instincts are competitive. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Your mind is generous, oh. though. 
So it's like your instincts will be to like hoard, to hold, to hide, to have the secrets and to share like, you know, with your, for your benefit. But your mind is like, but girl, just let it, let it shine. Express all of it. Give it to the girls. We have plenty. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we aren't running out. We are the source. Yes, that's exactly how. You know what I was thinking the other day. Your your um natal chart, as well as like when you get initiated into certain um APIs, like African traditional religions or um African diasporic religions, you uh-huh. you are told by um priest priestess who rules your head, like who is who is the spirit that walks with you. And when okay. they tell you the character and the information about this particular Orisha spirit, Lawa, whatever, it is cra- it's crazy how much <laughs> that character lines up with yours. I'm like, this is like like the Meyer Briggs. And like ACR is oh like astrology. <laughs> you know, like these are like the original personality. Right. Like, let me right. tell you about your Holy you shit. Know? I've never <laughs> thought about it like that. It's like that. Like when when you, when my mumbo told me about um my Metcat, like the master of the head, my Metcat, I was like, you just described me. So it's these, I just feel like when you start to explore your chart or you go through your chart with a skilled astrologer and we can tell them like the different um services that you offer too that would be great when you go through your natal chart with a skilled astrologer somebody who can break it down simplify things to you explain it to a way that to you in a way that actually makes sense you get to know yourself better and self-knowledge is the highest knowledge I think that um, the way that I approach magic these days is I begin by studying the history. So I wouldn't just jump into voodoo. I would learn about Haitian and um, Central and West African history. You know, you know, mm-hmm. because in order to really understand the magic, you need to understand the people who practice, the people who originated the magic. So like in Hoodoo, I want to learn about um again some western central african uh practices as well as some southern southeastern american cultures what was happening um what were mm-hmm. the conditions on the plantation you know like learning the right. history helps you to practice the magic but because it helps you to connect to it so and mm-hmm. and in the same way learning your own um, your like learning yourself helps you to connect to yourself. It helps you to to live a story that is aligned with what you're actually desiring. I think that right. having that self knowledge, um, or the quickest way to to get that self knowledge, maybe you do want to do some personality tests. But having your astrology, getting to know yourself, I think that it cuts it cuts down on so much confusion. I know it did for me anyway. Same. I was like, oh, this is who I am? And then I found yes. out I remember. And I was like, this is really who I am? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my right. God. Mm. Right. And it really helps when you know exactly when you're born, like what time 
I know you said your sister um, called the hospital, right? Yeah, she um she got the like I have a, I think like the long birth certificates like they have like the extra information on them. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever, and she had those sent to the house, to her house, <laughs> and then she called yeah. me with the envelope in her hand like I have. Birth <laughs> <laughs> Are we opening it? <laughs> yeah, so that's an idea because I I hear that all the time. Well, I don't. I think I was born at seven a.m., but I don't. You know, it's like please <laughs> just go get your birth certificate or you know or call the hospital right. where you were born and get your information. Um, and then please tell them what uh, services you offer. Oh, I read stars and cards, so it's like you know I tarot tarot or the cards and astrology would be the stars i do natal readings i do 30 minute readings or or um hour-long consultations like you know so we can get to know you and break things down (laughs) yes and you slay the cards too you're actually one of the few people i let read me there's only like probably three or four people on the planet like i don't let people pull my cards like it's a thing to me, bruh. <laughs> like, I'm good. <laughs> but you, oh my goodness. I lo- I remember sitting like outside of one of our houses. I don't remember which one. And there were like all of these <laughs> like beautiful pink roses in bloom. And you like pulled out the cedar box and you opened it. It was like, it was a thing. Like you <laughs> laid out the, the cloth and you opened up the box and you pulled out the cards. And we really got into it. It was amazing. It was amazing. Oh my God, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Do remember. <laughs> yes, I remember that. I remember where we were at. And I remember who passed on everything. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it was probably Victory with us. Somebody was with us. Maybe Venetia. We were with Zuli. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I need to get Victory on this fucking podcast. Because I think he is one amazing lady. Yeah, she's amazing. Yes, yes I think All right, guys. Very, might well enjoy that. She would love it. So we are going to be offering an astrology course coming up at some point in this Virgo season. So keep an eye out for that. Um, in the meantime, please go follow my friend, the Night Sky year and you'll see you'll see that there's I think it's like what is it red green and white unk picture oh yeah you'll the Venus symbol picture. you know yeah. and soon it'll be espion the Pokemon because I love that Pokemon <laughs> <laughs> so go follow him and sign up um for a reading and or a consultation Get your stars bred and get to know yourself a little bit more. I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. I had such a good time talking to you. I had such a great time as well. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming. (laughs) All right, guys. Bye.